Have you been jabbed? I have been jabbed. I've I've just had my jab this morning. Are you jabby daddy? I, I am jabby. I am j- I'm jabbo daddo. I'm gobby I'm, mummy. I'm feeling good. I am. Um, it was really efficient. And honestly, I know people oh, say I'm this. Oh, bored of everyone coming back and going. It's so efficient. Why well, shouldn't I it know... be efficient? It wasn't efficient <laughs> delivering them. Let's face it. <laughs> I know everybody says this, but it really was just a little prick, and I honestly didn't feel it. So I, I so I go in there, and there's a, a nice lady there who sort of gives me my little card, and there's an old man there. Who I, thought, I actually thought he he was just some kind of a, a cleaner or something, but it turned out he was the doctor. But he, he looks. He, <laughs> did you go uh, move along? Do you mind? Yeah, I, 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 I almost did. I almost did. He's this little old bald man with silver hair who looked about eighty, and I thought he was the previous guy who just had his jab. Well, he thought you just, you know, you were some sort of vagrant who'd walked he, in. He's telling the story now. He just, you know, this bald guy. And he, <laughs> he said, he said, relax your arm. And I said, I am relaxed. It's just that I'm so buff. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> no, of course I didn't. So I relaxed my arm and he sort of just, and I, 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 I kind of felt the tiniest, I don't know, not even a thing, just a pressure. And he said, well, it's done. And I was like, oh, you finished? Yeah, already. I didn't even notice it had done. Why is the other... Okay, why are you saying the same story I've heard a thousand times, especially on social media? Here I am. Oh, God, yeah, here you are I'm going to live. I'm going to live, everybody. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Why should I fucking care if somebody didn't (laughs) feel an injection? I'm like, feel the injection. Feel the pain. I'll tell you why you're supposed to care. You're supposed to care for two reasons. You're supposed to think, oh, it won't hurt me, so I'll go and get it done. And secondly, it won't put you off getting it done. No, that's, too, that's the same thing twice, isn't it? By the feeling of a scratch of a needle. I regularly, I mean, the, the pain, if I had a painometer of the <laughs> earache that I get from people on social media whenever I go into it, it's marginal. Having, I'd have 10 jabs instead. Oh, the Mitz painometer. Talking, talking of which, oh, 08, 0898, hear me moan. <laughs> yeah, 0898, hear Mitz moan. <laughs> Yeah, and that's oh, me, gosh. Victoria Mitzi, journalist extraordinaire, <laughs> BBC journalist of a former era. I'll tell you a bit more about that later. And podcaster. Okay, no, you'll like it, you'll like it. It okay. involves my pain. Okay. And I'm uh, Ben Ando. I'm a, a now COVID-proof former BBC news correspondent, and I've also been at ITN and briefly at Sky. And I'm um, now a podcaster too. He's been around in radio. I've walked these mean streets of radio and TV <laughs> in my in my in my long trench coat. In your what were they called? The, your little jumpers. My tank tops. Ta- your tankies. <laughs> Actually, no, they're pullovers. Ask me what the difference is between a pullover and a tank top. Go on then. About thirty quid. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Which one's more expensive? The sleeved one. Well, no, a pullover and a tank top are effectively the same garment. They're a sleeveless oh. jumper. Okay. But if you buy a tank top, it's about sort of seven pounds from Primarque. If you buy a pullover, it's about thirty-five pounds from John Lewis. Oh, so I'm guessing you have the Primark versions. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. What are we talking about today, El Yay. Dado? Well, El Tanko Dado. In a in a bit, we're talking about our old, 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 old friends, Johnny Depp and Amber Turd. But jingle, jingle. We're also from the we're jing, also... jingle from the Jing Master. Oh, the Jing Master, absolutely. I love the Jing Master. You're listening to only the best in the world. 
Let's start the party. <laughs> and we're also going to be talking uh, a little bit later on about a lady who went from a five head to a four head. <laughs> Because I knew that it would tickle Ben Ando's fancy. It, it has tickled my fancy. It's tickled every part of me. Yeah, and... actually, it might. We, this one might be uh, relevant to a few of our listeners. I'd love feedback on this one. Okay. And, yeah. But, oh, go on. Well, we're, we're going to come on to it, aren't we? You didn't let you me must, finish. You did not let me finish. Okay, go on, ah! finish. Finish. No, that's all I wanted to say. And then, but first, <laughs> but first, we're going to be talking about a, another mass shooting in the United States and hate crime and a touch of misogyny. It's this is a story that's got everything. It's got racism. It's got misogyny. Uh, it's it's got massage parlors. It's, oh, is that it's everything a, for you then? It's it's got a guy with the wispiest beard I've ever seen on a human being. It's got sex addiction, alleged. Yeah, absolutely. It's got a guy whose name is Aaron Long. Long hairy beard. Yeah, I mean the thing is, his name Bob Aaron Long sounds like he could be Korean. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh -huh. um, we might have a quiz later if we've got time. Ooh. Yeah. So get your pencils ready. <laughs> yeah, or don't bother. And then you can hear about further victimisation of Lamitz. Oh God. It's really good. I think you'll find it good. I found it good because it made me cry. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> You're so Bronx. <laughs> Eight people, many of them women of Asian descent, have been killed in shootings at spas in the United States state of Georgia. Police say the shootings took place at a massage parlor in Ackworth, a suburb north of Atlanta, and at two spas in the city itself. Four of the victims were of Korean descent and a 21-year-old man was arrested and is suspected involvement in all of the attacks. No motive has yet been established, but there are fears the crimes may have been deliberately targeting people of Asian descent. Hate crimes against Asian Americans have spiked in recent months, fueled by rhetoric that blames them for the spread of COVID-19. And I imagine a certain ex-president had a small part to play in that as well. <laughs> I want to hear what you know about this story, Mitz, and about the um, sex addiction angle. Well, oh, well, why would I know what somebody who's in the opposite end of the spectrum is <laughs> an expert? I'm going to talk about the victims. Okay. So, so the victims that we know about so far, are, now I don't know how to pronounce this. It's D-E-L-A-I-N-A, -A, Delana Ashley Yawn, mm. who is 33 years old. Her husband... Um, was with her at the massage parlour when it happened, but he managed to escape because he was in a different room when she got shot. Now, uh, they, they, this couple have a teenage son and an eight-month-old baby girl. Oh, um, no. I know. It's really sad. So um, Delana Yawn's sister said she was a, a family-orientated person, uh, recently married, the mother of two children, including an eight-month-old daughter. Uh, her husband made it out of the spa safely, um, in an interview with Mundo Hispanico, her husband, Mario <laughs> Gonzalez, said he was in a different room at the time the shooting started, about an hour into the massage. They took away Hang the on. most valuable... About an hour into his massage, does that mean? I don't know, about an hour into the massages. I don't know mm. if they were both getting his and hers massages. Yeah, that's what they said. They went for a couple's uh, massage. 
Okay, a couple's massage is not something I've previously been aware of, but it, I'll I'll file it <laughs> under you things. Now you know. I'll file it under things. It's a bit of a spoiler probably, for the birthday in August. <laughs> things I probably won't have on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send one to you and the former Mrs. A. <laughs> 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 a taint massage. <laughs> so uh, Mario Gonzalez said, they took the most valuable thing I have in my life. He, presumably the gunman, he left me with only pain, the killer who killed my wife. She has two beautiful babies she is leaving behind. We just don't know how to do any of this alone. Oh. Hang on, can I just say though, I know this is weird and I should get a no moral judgment jingle from the Jing Master <laughs> yeah. because this this couple has just has got a very small baby and they're they're having a couple's massage. Is yeah. that that regular thing? I don't, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I, I'm not entirely sure we should be pointing the pointiest many, of fingers. Too, too many questions about the whole couple's massage concept. But do you know what I thought was embarrassing? Okay, usually there's got to be some aspect in crime of you placing yourself in the victim's <laughs> shoes. How embarrassing! You're like, okay, you know, finally it was his birthday, and he'd been asking me to go to, yeah. you know, and then he is halfway through his hand job. Sorry, massage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no one believes you <laughs> and then and then on top of it it's like dying on the toilet isn't it <laughs> so embarrassing is it the kind of thing where he hopes he was wearing his best underwear well he got away in his dirty underwear <laughs> so the next victim i'm going to talk about is Ji tan who was 49 now Ji tan owned two businesses including Young's Asian Spa, where the first shooting occurred. She is also listed as the business owner for Wang's Feet and Body, ma body <laughs> Massage is it in actually Kennesaw, Wang's Georgia. Feet? Well, I don't quite know why people would get paid to go and massage Wang's feet, but apparently that's what it is. <laughs> it's Wang's Feet and no. Body Massage in you Kennesaw, know Georgia. I think the K fell off. <laughs> Quang's Feet? No, Wang! <laughs> <laughs> or oh, quang she emigrated from china years ago and her daughter had recently graduated from college she was the sweetest person you'd ever meet said a friend of ms tan um okay the next next victim is dayu feng who was 44 little apparently is known about ms feng who only started working for ms tan at young's massage in the past few months no known address no address is known her surname appears to be chinese but information is yet to be confirmed by officials. Mm. Paul Andre Michaels, 54. Kikiana Whitby told CBS News that Mr. Michaels was godfather to her son. I'm mad it couldn't happen to have happened to a nicer guy, she told the station. She said that Mr. Michaels had been out of work for some time and had been doing maintenance work. Well, he was in work then. He was doing maintenance work for Young's Asian Spa. He built his last shelf there on Tuesday, she said. That's that's where he built his last shelf. Oh, it's all very sad. And if you see sad. the photographs, I think it might have been the Daily Snail that uh, put <laughs> photographs inside, you know, of gory photographs inside massage parlour. And, yeah. uh, and they were just like, 
they had a little desk where they'd um, they were celebrating they had to display that they were getting together for St Patrick's Day I mean this was someone's business this was, was someone's livelihood yeah. and I know that we're joking about well it was Miss Tan's the... livelihood it was Miss Tan's business we exactly know and and um, there was quite small communities in which people knew each other you know the, the lady who died are you about to say this is sent shockwaves through the massage community couple one um, mm. with the small children she worked a few blocks down from the thing so I guess it was like she you know she was working here you know here's your sausage roll I'm going off for mine Fair that enough. kind of thing yeah so there was that aspect and and there was also obviously the sort of being killed and the injury aspect and the shock aspect of the whole thing but then it kind of unfolds even more weirdly and you wanted me to shed my specialist light onto the sex addiction thing okay so captain jay barker of the cherokee county sheriff's office a georgia police officer has uh, made the remark that he thought that the suspect was just having a bad day so outside these spas it's got slogans of people who've gone to pay their respects and it's anti-hate crime, anti-race, you know, race hate, because this appears to be linked. The suspect, uh, Robert Aaron Long, has said yeah. that he has a sex addiction. That's one angle. But he's. it's also said that he's been posting online that um, anti Asian and I should probably specify it's um, it's not South Asian. It's Asian as in Oriental Asian. Korean. We're talking about. Is that Oriental? Yeah, Koreans are Oriental. The sex addiction angle is just something that he said and that he wanted to eliminate temptation by doing well, what he did. Well, when he was arrested um, 150 miles south of Atlanta, um, the police said that he was actually heading to Florida, possibly to carry out additional killings. So it may well be that there could have been far more victims than these, um, the ones who were killed uh, in Georgia at the three different locations. Do you know what I thought? If this man yes. thinks that he's doing something to, you know, whether it's a sex addiction or whether it's an alienation of specific race he is targeting sex workers and whenever that comes to light then there's usually some kind of um something obviously he's a disturbed person and that's an interesting is, yeah go on that's a, well that's an interesting point there which is that um you're making the assumption as to be honest i have that a massage parlor is usually a place where sex workers will do sex work but i suppose you know, this, this this could just have been a place where people go for, I don't know, relaxing sports massages or, you know, to, to just get a relaxing shoulder massage. We all know it's hand massage. jobs. <laughs> okay, well, I'm trying to be charitable, I don't know. Why are you anyway, trying to be I mean, charitable? Well, not least, because if you look at the ages of these, so the ages we know, we had um, Zha Zhe Tang, who was 49, we had Dayu Feng, who was 44. We had Hyung Jung Grant, who was 51. She was a masseuse. And then we have three other vi vi uh, female victims who died, although we don't know much about them. Soon Si Park, Sun Cha Kim, and Yong A Yue. And Soon Si Park was 74. Sun Cha Kim is 69. And Yong Yue is the baby of the group at 63. So these masseuses are not particularly young women. So I, I don't know what's going on here. I think, I think there's more to this than meets the eye in some ways. Maybe these were family members or something. Maybe, I don't know, um, Hyung Jung Grant takes her mum to work with her. Maybe it was take your mum to work day or something. I mean, either way, this guy is going to a place where they do sex stuff. 
in order to yeah. kill people. He sat outside for an hour before he kicked off, which I found a bit strange, the time span of his shooting. Surely you hear of a shooting, you, the police get down there and stop him from going to another place, is my thinking. What, he sat outside for an hour after he'd done the first shooting? No, before, but he then went on to another, and the time frame, so it goes on between 5 and 8.30pm when he's arrested. Oh, okay. But that, before yeah. that 5 o'clock, he sat outside. Um, yeah, but I mean, at, at that time he hadn't killed anybody, so nobody knew what he was going to do, apart from perhaps him. Um, yeah, true. But I think the point is that is that from five till eight thirty, he was on yeah. a shooting spree. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Anyway, they got him before he got to Florida and perhaps killed more people. I suppose that's the, the good thing. Right. Are we moving uh, on? No. Do you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to link it because I had a, a harebrained thought. Go on. That. It, there's something to do with misogyny definitely going on here because he's killing female sex workers. Yes. And, you know, we all know that this has been a theme with some men who choose to murder sex workers. Yes. And we were only last week talking about Sarah Everard. And I know that we've got to be careful. But, um, you know, this guy was who's been arrested was... He's now been charged, by the way. You know that, don't you? Oh, yeah. Arrested. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. I want to just say that it has caused an explosion of anti of of women talking about not feeling safe and feeling that there is a oh you totally misogyny about that, yeah. Yeah. there is a misogyny which exists in society and I had a feeling that this guy was um, the Atlanta suspect is mm-hmm. proven to have been watching a lot of pornography and there are other groups. I remember watching something about it and I had a brief Google, but it didn't yield anything. But I remember seeing that there was this group of men kind of worldwide and obviously they um, they called themselves a movement and they felt rejected by... I mean, this will ring bells with people... Isn't who this incel? Is it incel? Oh, is that what it's called? I th- isn't that what incel call themselves? They're sort of like nerdy guys who've, yes. seen, who've decided they hate women because How women do you constantly spell that? reject them. I-N-C-E-L. Okay. Oh, as soon as I typed that in, it said, in celebration of International Women's Day. That's interesting. that is interesting. That's kind of ironic. It's a portmanteau of involuntary celibates, members of online subculture. But it does sometimes manifest into, I think one of them went on some kind of spree of violence towards women. But either way, I think that this, a lot of this has its feet in, you know... Obviously, yeah, but, they're targeting women. Yeah, but young, I mean, young men who t- grow to hate women who constantly reject them. I mean, that's not unusual. That's not a that's not a particularly new thing. That's been happening for years. Um, you well, know, being not everyone goes out and shoots them. No, not everyone does. The vast majority don't. Of course, they don't. But if you look at um, a lot of sex killers, I mean, okay, the obvious exception to this is Ted Bundy, who was very successful with women and who was widely regarded as exceptionally attractive. But, you know, there are a lot of um, killers of women who are men who, for whatever reason, can't get on with women and therefore grow to, to hate them because they can't ever form successful relationships. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. That's one of the things that causes people to to become killers because they are clearly dysfunctional in that sense. Yeah. And uh, I don't think the medium of pornography helps anything. I mean, this is definitely about, you know, (laughs) these guys are objectifying sex workers 
as being responsible. You know, there's uh, there's certainly a connection being made with this guy that he thinks that eliminating them will help some way. But it just made me think about something that one of the former Women's Hour presenters on Radio 4 tweeted. And she said that uh, she felt the prolific use of pornography amongst young men had some kind of responsibility for the way that men are generally there's this undercurrent of feeling towards an objectification and negative feelings towards women so um, I just thought it was all quite interesting that these crimes were coming up sort of one after the other in this vein Mm. yeah I mean this whole pornography argument is nuanced though isn't it because there is a counter argument that says if the pornography wasn't there um, would this guy have become even more frustrated? Did it stop him be- being frustrated? I, I, I just mm. don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really watch a lot of porn. I just, I don't know. There's so much of it out there. It's just all a bit near to me. But then I'm old. I'm an old man. I mean, when I was like in my teens and twenties, when I was sort of porn target market, uh, it was like um, a copy of Razzle off the Tough Shelf. Matron, take them away. And that was your lot. You just didn't have the sheer preponderance and extent of porn and all the mm. different types of porn also it just wasn't as well. I mean like Razzle basically was a mag with a few nude pictures of women in it they were very lovely you know great big hairy growlers <laughs> beautiful but it wasn't the sort of thing you didn't actually you never you never ever ever saw the actual sex act in live in, you know, in video as, as there is just all now it's over. to a penny and it's all up the back door as well but I do <laughs> Happy days. But what, 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 what I don't really know is whether, I mean, you know, I'm not a young man, so I can't speak for them. I don't know whether if you just watch a load of porn when you're 15, 16, 17, um, whether that makes you your view of what sex should be and how it should be so um, clouded, so off the mark that you become somehow incapable of forming a normal sexual relationship. And I just don't know. Well, it's also an access to firearms as well, isn't it? There's a an issue here with that. Mm. Yeah, but that's an American problem throughout. I mean, you know, America chooses not to face the fact that it's got a firearms problem. You know, we can't do anything about that. That's how. That's what they choose to do, and that's fine. Mm. It's not. It's not fine. It's stupid of them. I think anybody who thinks, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could be like America and all have guns? Nobody thinks that in the UK. Nobody wants to have a society where so many people have got guns, they're just literally shooting each other all the time. And yeah, mm. Americans seem to think it's great. Mm. Well, also, I think it's about feeling protected, isn't it? I don't feel unprotected because nobody around me has got guns. I feel much safer here. Yeah, knowing but you that... live in a very middle-class bubble. Well, possibly so, but how many people were shot and killed in England in the last month? One, two? Right. How many were shot and killed in the last month in the States? Well, eight here for a start. Yeah, too many. Too many. Mm. You're right. I mean, I, I agree with you. You know I do on, on at least mm. this. Um, what I wanted to ask you on a funnier note is have okay. you ever been to a massage parlour? Um, have I been to a massage parlour? I, I don't think I have. I don't think I have. I don't know why um, I would think it was funny. Actually, it was funny about that. Woo-hoo! I'm just trying to think if I ever have as part of my job. Um, and I don't think Oh, I yeah. Have. Was it research? Well, I've interviewed, I've interviewed quite a few sex workers in the past. To, oh, yeah. Interviewed, okay. Obviously. But I don't think I've actually been into a massage parlour, no. Okay. 
I've had a Shame. massage in a parlour. Oh, I've, I have, I've had massages. I've been to like spas where you have a massage and it's like a sports massage. There's no hanky panky. I bought one for a boyfriend massage and um, I just thought... <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> no, just throw money at the problem. And we both we both <laughs> went at the same time and we came yeah. out and it was an Asian massage place and yeah. uh, and I came out going oh, it was all right and then he was like oh yes they climbed on and I was like no one climbed on me say <laughs> you came out saying it was all right using with your typical with, with your typical face and he came out he came out smiling like a Cheshire cat saying all he could blow now was hot salty air <laughs> Can you imagine what I did after uh, I'd paid for two uh, massages uh, and they climbed uh, on top? I was thinking, uh, do you know, like, seriously, I've paid for that? No way. I was like, this is inappropriate. And they just went, that is what we do when they are big man. <laughs> <laughs> she was so hoping for a happy ending. He said he did got they really... <laughs> I wonder if they just kept on climbing. <laughs> and then he was like, where's my massage? They're on the ceiling. <laughs> Climbed up his beanstalk. Sitting in the pot plant. <laughs> do, you, do you not think that's a bit bizarre? It is a little bit bizarre. I mean, <laughs> is, is that evident? I was like, that's so obvious that she wanted to go for another 50 quid. But yeah. he got all freaked out, he said. Did he? <laughs> Is that what yeah. he said? He refused to come out of the room. They're <laughs> <laughs> just finishing off. <laughs> he looked very flustered. I saw that thing, a jokey thing on, on, on somewhere, like a, where this guy's having a massage and the woman says to him, you want happy ending? And he goes, oh, yes, please. And she goes, okay, happy ending. And claps her hands like that. And sort of like all these balloons come down from the ceiling and sort of this marching band coming. <laughs> My favourite birthday card that I've bought about a zillion times for people. And it goes, it has a little caption underneath going, complimentary biscuit. And the biscuit goes, you look very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Not soggy biscuit, I hasten to add. Johnny Depp. Johnny Johnny Depp and his soggy finger. Oh, poor old Johnny's soggy finger. <laughs> He's oh, now accusing of... <laughs> Amber Heard of lying about donating her $7 million divorce settlement. Actor Johnny you, Depp, <laughs> hey? Do you want oh. me to recap this or are you going to recap Why did I it? just go, hey? I sound like Amanda Holden last night. Cause you're in, that's because you live in Devon now. Do you want me to recap this or shall you recap it? I mean, it's time my turn to recap. Okay, I've, got, then... I've got the recap cap on. Then recap away. <laughs> Actor Johnny Depp's trying to overturn a high court libel case ruling that he assaulted his ex-wife Amber Heard. So we all know through our exclusives <coughs> from Nick Willis that uh, our exclusive interaction and reportage from Nick as to the verdict of the high court libel trial last year now. Mm. Um, and now it's being 
asserted that Amber Heard told a calculated and manipulative lie when she claimed she donated her seven million dollars that's five and a half million pounds to us UK listeners um, divorce settlement to charity Johnny Depp's lawyers have told the Court of Appeal 57 year old Johnny Depp's trying to overturn a damning high court libel case ruling that he assaulted his ex-wife and put her in fear of her life uh, made last year following a high profile trial and we know all about it don't we Ben we certainly do. What were your favourite bits? Oh, lots of them. Plumping my, in the bed. Well, my favourite bit is the, the amber turd poo in the bed mm. and uh, her blaming the dogs. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 I think that's everybody's favourite bit, isn't it? I mean, the, the cut finger was definitely a sidebar to the poo in the bed. But this is interesting. So what... Mm. So right at the start of the uh, previous case... Um, Amber Heard said that she had donated her five and a half million pound divorce settlement to charity, as you just explained. Now, what Johnny Depp's lawyers say is they've since this case, they've gone to these various um, charities like the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles and the American Civil Liberties Union said, OK, you know, show us the colour of Amber's money. And what they have found is that she gave £72,000 to the hospital and uh, £322,000 to the ACLU. It's still a lot of money, but well, it's not she's, quite... She's like, here's a little bit. Yeah, here's, exactly. Here's it's a bit no... for you. Yeah, it's not exactly five and a half million, is it? It's mm. sort of like, you know, it still leaves her, even if she did donate that to them, it still leaves her with sort of 5.4 million. It was asserted at the time in the original trial, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Well... Uh, yeah, but the problem is that the judge, in his summing up and when he made his ruling, Mr Justice Nichols said, her donation of $7 million to charity is hardly the act one would expect of a gold digger. Because what Depp's case had been was that she was a gold digger. So the difficulty you have is that the, the judge's comment there, as far as I can see, effectively say he has taken as gospel that she donated all that money to charity. And of course, making that assumption that she is the kind of woman who would give away all that money to charity, she it, it, then it, that immediately says, right, she must not be a gold digger. And it gives a huge amount of credibility to her evidence against his. It almost predisposes the judge to find in her favor, making that one assumption. So what his lawyers are saying is, hold on a second, that one assumption we can show was actually wrong. And if that falls away, then the idea that she's not a gold digger falls away. The idea, I mean, she might not be a gold digger, but the thing is it has to be tested more. It has to be thought about more. It doesn't immediately fall away at the first hurdle. So therefore, the judges Amber ruling they're saying, yeah, it's first Amber Hull, very good. Um, but they're, they're, they're basically saying that um, for that reason alone, the entire ruling made by the judge has to be called into question. Um, of course, you know, that's not the case. The, uh, and the, the, the justices who are sitting on this, um, Lord Justice Underhill and Lord Justice Dingemans, said the court Underhill will give its ruling and at, <laughs> at a later date. And, and you know, those acting for Amber Heard say, look, this, as you said, in fact, this isn't fresh evidence. And in fact, if it was that important, it should have been obtained uh, for, the, for the original trial. It should have been put for the original trial. Because it's not like it's new information that's just come out. They, they, they could have asked these charities if they'd had any money um, months and months ago. So what they're saying is, look, you lawyers screwed up, so and now you just don't like the ruling, you don't have to take it. 
So they're mm. going to reach a decision very shortly, apparently. Yeah, they, yeah, very soon. Um, very shortly is when we're going to. So we'll hit what. Well, and needless to say, dear listeners, we will be um, reporting on it in our own, <laughs> not remotely uh, uh, unprejudicial and not remotely uh, pokey, contemporaneous, pokey fingered way, <laughs> and not remotely authoritative way. Absolutely. Aww. Hey, Victoria, I've got a question for you. Go on. How big is your forehead? <laughs> it's big enough. I'm not from a small forehead lineage. <laughs> How many centimetres do you think you'd like to lose? Oh, I don't know if I want to lose any of my forehead. I had a hairdresser recently complain about my hairline on my forehead. She said that she can't, if she like tries to dye my hair, you know those sidey temply bits? She she didn't like the hairline, and I was like, "That's a new one." I've done hair modelling, and they've rinsed like rinsed Ugh. me out. <laughs> That's quite a good one. But they've seriously gone on about every single aspect of my hair, and they never came across the hairline thing. So apparently, I've got a I, I don't give good line. I don't give good line. Mm. So <laughs> Tell that to listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm perfectly happy with my forehead i mean if you're unhappy you tend to grow a fringe exactly or, you get sorry bangs, for our Ameri- yeah. the americans there you go say. you got there first i did i, I get I irritated by bangs it's weird it sounds like a spam anyway camilla coleman brooks who's 26 year old spent a decade sorry that's siri talking so <laughs> spent a decade hiding her eight and a half centimeters forehead which is two centimeters larger than the average female forehead in america she's a model from north carolina why is all these stories are american now aren't they because they're just so crazy so and she <laughs> and th- uh, so there's a photo of her with her original five head and then what she's done is she's then had it, she's had three centimeters so, so surgeons cut away three centimeter strip and then st- pulled it forward and stitched it up as far as i can see i don't really get which ones before and after it doesn't look that different does it no she's still got quite a big forehead but i don't think there's anything wrong with a big forehead i think she her forehead looked fine before before head (laughs) (laughs) could she not have um, marker penned it in (laughs) like grecian 2000 stuff or maybe that's what she's done in this photo. In actual fact, if they if she took the mark of it off, that forehead would be even bigger and she'd look like a Klingon out of Star Trek. I don't know. It doesn't make that much difference. She still looks... She's got the same kind of look and you can see it kind of working model-wise. Yeah. I'll put it on our You Didn't Let Me Finish Twitter. Yeah, so she's paid £5,000 or 6958 bucks for this operation. Surgeons well, she's made not the anyone... Yeah, go on. Well, so Camilla shared her journey on TikTok. Exactly. Where apparently her, her views get her videos get millions of views from people yep. fascinated by the whole thing. And I wonder if she's trading in because before had we heard of Camilla Coleman Brooks? Nope. <laughs> Recently, she did a reveal showing off her newly reduced forehead. <laughs> it's the forehead reveal, everybody. Isn't it better to have a bigger forehead than a smaller one? Well, you don't want to have a sort of a, a furrowed brow. You don't want to have like a, you know, when your hairline is just above your eyebrows. It makes you look stupid, doesn't it? Where was your hairline? Well, when I had a hairline. Yes. I mean, right now my hairline is somewhere behind my ears. Yeah, I think you've got a bigger <laughs> one than Camilla. I mean, if they're going to sort of cut... So I'm just trying to feel in the back of my head where my hair starts. I'd say it starts around about... <laughs> okay, if I was going to have it cut out, I think I'd need to cut out about a 13-centimetre strip. <laughs> 
I might, I, I might, I don't know if she, I don't know if this model has actually had to forfeit any brain cells, whether they had to, they had to reduce the size of her brain pan to close it up or whether I think, I suspect the skin just stretched. So it's kind of okay. What a odd procedure. Said, I used to look in the mirror and all I would see was a huge forehead. Oh. No one really bullied me for it, but it was something I didn't like. No, she's got an amazing look, so... Yeah, she looks great. She's yeah. a beautiful woman. Yeah. I don't really know why she needed to have this done. But, hey, you know, what well, do I know? Well, yeah, I don't know. I suppose it's a bit more valid than all the um, expansion of lips that appears to be going on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What do you think of that? What, lip expansion? Yeah, the Botox stuff. I don't think I'm going to have it. <laughs> uh, no, hang on. Isn't the, isn't the lips collagen? Uh, it's Yes, I think it is. That's when you get a trout. Isn't that when you get trout a trout pout? pout? Yeah. yeah. What do you think of trout pouts? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. I, I honestly don't think I've ever seen a real human being in real life who's. Oh got my one. god! That's all I see. There's a lot in Plymouth. Oh, okay, possibly. Yeah, there are an awful <laughs> we, lot. I think we must move in different circles. <laughs> well, I can't get away from it, but certainly <laughs> teaching exercise to women. You know, I'd go around the yoga. Uh, you know, I'd lie everyone down on the floor and then examine their faces. And see who was taller lying on her back. Because her lips were sticking out so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd go, and see if the lips would move. <laughs> <laughs> Doing. What, you'd blow them? <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, I find it very bizarre. I find it quite disconcerting. And actually, everybody is morphing into each other. Which leads me on to my Twitter experience yesterday about Comic Relief. Uh huh. Did you see Comic Relief? No, of course not. Have you seen Amanda Holden? No. I was quite busy, so I'd been rushing around. I thought, okay, just stick the telly on for background noise. And I looked up, yeah. and there was Amanda Holden and someone called Jason Manford. Do you know him? No, no, I don't. He's like a northern comedian, and I thought... Oh, no, was... yes, sorry, yeah, I do know him. Yeah, now you said that. I thought he was um, no likey, no lighty, but he's a different one, it turns out, because <laughs> ah. he spoke to me and put me in my place on Twitter. Did he? Yesterday, yes, because I was just, I was having a right laugh, because I was like, as soon as I see something like Naked Attraction or th that comic relief, it was, Ben, you've got to try and watch it back, just a bit of it, I was agog. They were selling cars. Like, they were sitting there and getting into cars that they were kind of flogging as prizes for people who would donate. And I was uh -huh. just like, you know, everyone was like, is this QBBC was a big favourite on Twitter last night. So I was having a right laugh at all these comments, thinking, ah, ha, ha. And then two seconds later, I was laughing on the other side of my face. Because I tweeted... Are these, are Amanda Holden and Jason, whatever his name is, are they being paid for this? Uh-huh. What do you think? Um, I kind of think they would be, yeah. Right, but it's quite, a, it's not an unusual question, I would have thought. I think Terry Wogan was always paid when he exactly. did, Exactly. And so I thought if if the Wogue, the Wogester was, then like, yeah. I just want to ask Twitter, why not? That's what it's there for. So um, yeah. I put up, I got a barrage of hate. Because I got this Jason bloke tweeting me back going, he was obviously on his high horse because I was like really enjoying all the sort of, I did a, a, a little funny because what's her name? Um, Amanda Holden. 
everyone was going, is she drunk? Because she kept on sort of weirdly squawking and her face, the the segue there was about the Botox because she's uh-huh. one of those, she actually looks, you know, Kylie's had so much Botox and so much work done, but Amanda Holden, Kylie, that I couldn't spot the difference really now. <laughs> they just start looking like the same person with the same blown up, she's very, very thin. And mm. uh, and then, yeah, the pair of them were really, like no chemistry. Everyone was tweeting that it, they must have had a fight before they came on because they were just, <laughs> it was so awful that you have to watch it. But then I tweeted this and then he came back to me saying, I thought it would be really obvious. So all his, he's got about five zillion followers. They all started piling on in the Ooh, like, wow, really? yeah, because I've got BBC on my Twitter. Oh, you were, were you a victim of a, a Twitter pile on? Well, I had to join the, uh, obviously I wasn't trending like Naga. Yeah. But I just had to join the uh, celebrity echelons. But they all, like, disband the BBC or whatever that hashtag is, and jumped on as well. And they were like... But they started going, are you fucking thick as pig shit and stuff on my Twitter? And I was just like, oh, my God, this is getting really awful. And and it was all started by that old uh, Jason Mansford. Have I said a serial killer's name instead of him? No, Jason Mansford is the the gay name of the guy. Yeah. yeah. So I just, after a while of this going on, I just deleted the tweet. I thought that's got to stop it. But I didn't think that was very responsible. What's he doing? You shouldn't have deleted it. It's a perfectly reasonable thing to tweet. Well, just, I just, just thought try and ignore they it. started bringing the BBC into it. And I really don't want to bring, bring any employment stuff. And everyone at the BBC is so scared. True. So I just kind of thought, but I wanted to stop the hate stuff. So the whole Naga thing, I mean, I don't blame you. The whole mm. Naga thing, I, so so she and Charlie had a bit of a chuckle at those. I was some, some moron minister, I don't know, Matt Hancock or Robert Jenrick, or one of those complete waste of spaces, okay. who have, they've all now got these union flags behind them when they're doing these, you know, Zoom yeah. or Twitch or, or Teams interviews, or whatever the fuck it is they do. And it just looks so stupid and pathetic. I mean, you know, nobody, we all love the, the Union flag, but the proper place for Union flag or Union Jack is on the back of a battleship or on a vehicle that's, you know, in a war zone. Or on or racist maybe on people's the... houses. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you know, we, you know, in Britain, we wear our national pride lightly. You know, you don't bang on about how great you are because you just know the rest of the world kind of know it anyway. So you, the, the, the better way is to just let other people decide it. Not You don't tell people. And, you know, having these flags behind them every time they appear on telly, it just it looks like the kind of thing you'd expect in some kind of, um, you know, South American dictatorship where they, they're wearing, they've got loads of medals on and a massive cap and all the big flag behind them and a couple of soldiers and all this kind of stuff. It just seems so sort of tin pot to me. It just looks like total shit. And I just thought, oh, this is the kind of country we've we've come to now this is how shit we are which is you know we we have to put flags on everything because we're so insecure and i just thought yeah that's probably it actually you know it's just pathetic so i totally agree with what naga said and i mean this whole the whole twitter pile on the she charlie didn't get it because of course charlie's old school he doesn't even have a fucking twitter account i think charlie's <laughs> on facebook he's not on twitter i remember chatting about it with him a few years ago i said oh yeah we're gonna get a twitch he said oh fuck that no way <laughs> what a waste of my time i don't it's really understand how you can be a journalist or a presenter and not have it but at the same time if if actually i, was... I totally can if I you're a pres- think... I, yeah if you if you're a journalist <clears throat> I mean, Charlie is Charlie's a presenter. He's not a journalist. He's not. Well, I mean, he's a trained journalist, but he's not actually work. He doesn't actually work they as a journalist. They all call themselves journalists, though. Yes, I know. But he's a presenter. He's a really, really good presenter. I think he's a fantastic. You know, he's really, really good at what he does. But he's not a journalist. Oh, ben, is that he... your nose turning brown that I can see? But the, the... <laughs> it's a pile up. Um, it, it, it's it's up it, the piles. Up the piles. But it's it's not like. 
he's finding stories. He's not, you know, writing scripts. He goes in, he reads his auto cue, he does his interviews, and he's very, very, very good at doing that. But actually, if you're if you're a journalist, yes, you probably do need to be on Twitter. But if you're a presenter, why do you need to be on Twitter? Why do you need to? Well, have a you just account? need a social media presence so that people but can why? talk about you. It's about self promotion. Yeah, I mean, nobody can. Yeah. Nobody is not talking about Charlie because he doesn't. It just means they can't at him in their tedious, pointless observations that he doesn't give a fuck about anyway. I say, I say, good on Charlie. Well done. Really, but you like shoving your tuppence worth in in on Twitter, don't you? Yeah, no, for sure. I've got a Twitter account, and I, I don't mind it. But you know, Charlie's completely right to say he doesn't actually need it. It doesn't affect. It doesn't make any difference his job. If he needs to find out about somebody he's going to interview, he can Google them and he can read up on them. He can read, and you can still read stuff on Twitter if you without an account. You just don't actually. You aren't actually able to, you know, interject, and people aren't able to actually at you and I think that's quite right too anyway going back to my victimisation oh yes go on (laughs) I think it's particularly bad for women because who was it I was looking I was looking at something the other day and it was literally it was something about Jordan and oh yeah Jordan's supposed to be pregnant whatever she's called nowadays she's supposed to be pregnant and the the vitriol right from the first thing that someone had tweeted an article about it just the you know the old she's an old slag comments just went on and on but really really horrible i think women get a lot lot worse on that kind of in that line of of attack you know they they just all sort of jumped on and were calling her a total slag for having some children i was like what what is it about people that makes them feel anonymous on twitter to jump on and say you know i was called yesterday like a you know i was the lowest of the low at the bbc scum and things like that i was like oh my god you know i literally just asked a question that's that's the joy of social media for you, isn't it? It is. I mean, I it is know. people. It is. It is. It's the keyboard warrior syndrome. People yeah. behind a keyboard suddenly grow, think they really big bollocks, and they start posting all this stuff. And you're right. I think it must be much worse for women. It does seem to be the case. I mean, I'm a man, so I don't really know, but it seems to me that the vitriol that women encounter on Twitter is far worse than the vitriol men Talking encounter. Talking of which, you would have loved my gleeful face at everyone having a pop at Amanda Holden and the presenting <laughs> and the show and then everyone started having a pop at me. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I thought it might have uh, tickled your fancy. Right, oh, did you so, want to say something about Priscilla, friend of the no, podcast? Oh yeah, I've got, got a lovely text from Priscilla actually. So um, we, we aren't talking much about it because obviously it's sub judice at the moment and proceedings are imminent but sub the police say jingle the police officer wayne cousins or cousins or however you pronounce it has been um charged with uh the abduction and murder of sarah everard anyway so i got a text from priscilla saying gee ben hi um <laughs> I just... is that how she starts her text I just wanted to say thank you for the chat on the blog with you and Victoria. It's great that she knows how to edit and do the sound control. I'm going to have to teach myself more tech. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll take that out. It's not really fair. I love your impression of women. 
He said, we did the cousin's policeman charged in Westminster Magistrates on Saturday. It was so tight to get a place in court to see him. If it hadn't been for one of the really lovely court staff, I wouldn't have got in. She slipped me in at the back of the court against the wall. So luckily, we we say this, don't we, that the court staff all love Priscilla and and, um, Julia and Elizabeth from Sky. And Julia's at the BBC. And they, they just, even when journalists are sort of like, you know, scratching at the door, you know, their fingernails bleeding, trying to get into these big hearings, but the courtroom is said to be full. They'll always find a way to get Priscilla, Elizabeth and Julia in so they can have a little look they're and, and do their They're such celebrities. <laughs> they're such behind-the-scenes celebrities. Um, they're total I, celebrities. I uh, had a lovely message from uh, Emma Murphy at ITV, uh-huh. and uh, she was just like, what did she say? She said that Priscilla just does everything with such an understated elegance. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. But she's also funny too. It's a lovely combo. Oh yeah, Priscilla's hilarious. She's brilliant. Yeah. It was lovely to have her on. So if you're listening, Priscilla, thanks for coming on. And I'm sure at some point in the future, we would love to have you on again. Of course we really would. And and your impression was quite good, Ben. <laughs> say G-Ben again. G-Ben. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love you being a lady. Gee, Ben, have you seen my crayons? <laughs> anyway, Ben, can you um just tell us if you're feeling all right after your jab? I'm feeling great after my jab. I mean, it was only, uh, what, five hours ago that I had it, but I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. Well, hopefully you don't get deep vein thrombosis soon. Well, indeed, I don't think I will. Good, good. Let's uh, Let's keep it real. Oh, shut up, Siri. Does anyone else have this with their Apple Watch? Oh, it's just on a postcard. Just mute it. I don't know how. It's oh, new. Um, but yeah, we've got exciting birthday celebrations coming up, everyone. Well, we've got birthday celebrations coming up. Whether they're exciting or not remains to be seen. Well, it depends <laughs> on how you make them, Ben. Ah, uh, okay. It depends on you and your attitude, which quite frankly stinks. <laughs> it does. Okay, well, I think that's... Oh, not you! <laughs> We've got we've got another presenter here, <laughs> right? Um, that's it for another week. Till uh, yeah. we, and yes, we know that you're listening. We know you listen from all corners of the globe. So can we have some international messages from you too? You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail dot com, or simply go on our Twitter, which is easier to find. And you know who we are at Ben Ando at the very least, because you're easy to remember. At Misty Holland's a bit more complicated. <laughs> Misty Holland's all right. Anyway, bye. Is it everybody. memorable though? No. It is very memorable. It is when I'm t- tweeting Jason Manford. Histy Molland. There's um. <laughs> I saw it. Oh, piss off, Siri. <laughs> Nobody cares. I love Nobody Siri. cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw some stuff about how how to tell if you're really Dutch on Twitter. <laughs> Go on. It says, no, it was when people find out you're Dutch, what are the things they immediately say? And the mm. things they immediately say are tulips. Yeah. Um, clogs. Shall I? Okay. Windmills. Yeah. Tango, tulips, clogs, windmills, pancakes or galettes, mm-hmm. and dikes. <laughs> really? I get people talking about the uh, marijuana and prostitution. Oh, weed. That's another one, yeah. Maybe oh, that's just work, me. Sex workers. I say it before people say it now. I'm like, yes, my family do all sit around smoking dope. In, in, in the window, in a window with a little red light on outside. 
Yeah, although I do something with my daughter here called window watch because the window <laughs> sills are perfectly climbable for a four and a half year old. So she climbs into the windows and does window watch. She's like, mum, mum, I can see this and I can see that. So we do do Dutch because she's got a Dutch passport as well. We do oh, Dutch yeah. window watch around uh, my house. <laughs> around my pad. <laughs> I just need a red light <laughs> and a <laughs> joint. <laughs> and on that bombshell... Okay. Right. Bye. Bye.